two journalists, one question every week. Hello, welcome to Inside the Media. Today we are going to talk about what everybody else is talking about. COVID-19 coronavirus. I don't have my co-host Nanama with me today. Don't worry, she's not like she's coughing or having a high fever. But instead, I have a special guest and great friend of mine, Kate Bartlett. Welcome, Kate. Thanks, Kohei. Thank you for coming. Kate and I are flatmates. We are self-isolating ourselves, but we wanted to contribute, so we're still running this podcast. We are certainly not experts on coronavirus, or any virus in fact, but we do know a little bit about media. So today, we are asking, how do people consume news about coronavirus? Okay, Kate, do you know what's happening if you Google coronavirus today on the search? I don't. I'm mainly getting my news from trusted news sources and government health information websites that I usually get news from, so I'm not exactly Googling. Tell me, what's happening? Let's Google now. Coronavirus. Yep. So what we see, so it's a website of NHS, WHO, WHO, WHO government website. It seems very clear that Google has changed its algorithm. Good. What is your take on this? So basically they changed in the way... What they prioritize. Right. You getting all government health sites. I think that's a sensible thing to do rather than people search, doing a search and finding your Uncle John's opinion on coronavirus <laughs> being, a, being some kind of myth or scam or some racist rhetoric. You get the NHS. Right. Great. Right. This is the power of Google. If this was normal time, I would be very irritated and annoyed if Google did this. But for this challenging time, I think this is a good thing to do. Let me just have a sip of my wine. This is a coronavirus podcast, so I've, I've stocked up on the booze. We try to stay cheerful. <clears throat> and wine helps. Yeah, we try to stay cheerful and it's important to keep your immunity level high. Indeed. Today, we want to talk about three charts of three numbers from the research done by American communications marketing firm Edelman Trust. This research is done between March 6 and March 10, 2020. So it's about a week old. This research is done in 10 countries, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, South Africa, South Korea, UK and US. So that includes both of our countries, Japan and South Africa. Yep. Which is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, um, so the first number I'd like to talk about is, can you present this? What's the number we have today? Can you explain what the figure is about? The Edelman Trust found in the survey of 10 countries, I think a thousand people in each country were surveyed during this period. They basically found that seven in 10 people are following rather coronavirus news daily. Uh, the highest percent of those following are actually in Italy, which is no surprise as Italy for some time now has, has been the center of the epidemic and has overtaken China uh, in deaths. Also, obviously, Italy has had a very harsh lockdown, so Italians don't have much to do other than follow the news. This is saying 70% of the people are checking 
news about coronavirus. Yeah, day, at least basically. once a day or several times a day. Right. And the highest country that people are checking the news is Italy. What's the number? In Italy, 93% of people are checking the news right. at least once a day or several times a day. And lowest country? is France, 56%. Yeah, and the US isn't doing that much better. 61% are checking the news in the US, 65% in the UK. Right. But, you know, not to bore you with numbers, but it's quite, we know this as news media, it's quite unprecedented to have that many people checking news even daily, let alone several times a day. We should call this uh, Corona bump. Instead of Trump bump. Yeah, exactly. It's, this is quite Corona bump that people are really checking news every day. It's a pity it uh, only happens when it affects people themselves. Then they want to read the news when it's you know affects their daily lives. But people don't read about the war in Syria, for example. But that's understandable, though. If it's it affects your life, they read it. Yeah. And it's same with us. In relation to the news consumption, WHO has issued a statement saying the coronavirus outbreak and response has been accompanied by a massive infodemic, meaning overabundance of information, and some accurate and not some not, and that makes it hard for people to find trustworthy sources and reliable guidance when they need it. Mm. It's so true. When I try to look for the information about coronavirus, I get completely overwhelmed, don't you? I think it is overwhelming, but I have a few key sites that, that I go to. And if you don't trust journalists, go to, the, go to the government sites. Like what Google is showing. Exactly. They're showing the government website, NHS website, CDC exactly. website, instead of untrustworthy yeah. sources. Let's go to the figure number two. This is how many percent of the people are worried about reliability of coronavirus information. So it says 74% of people say that I worry that there is a lot of fake news and false information being spread. Okay, and I have to say there is fake news and misinformation being spread. I mean already a story in my country that went viral this week was fake news that the government was going to spray chemicals from aeroplanes all over oh. the cities in, in, in South Africa. It went viral? It went viral and the government actually had to put out a, um, a disclaimer. They had to tweet, they had to put out a media statement saying this is not true. I, you know, for, for lots of us we would say why would they spray chemicals? It has nothing to do with coronavirus, this is yeah. madness. But a lot of people believe and things like this have the ability to cause major political unrest in countries that are already a little bit unstable. So it is it is a concern. Yeah. Okay, the last figure I want to talk about is the survey on what is the information source people most rely on. Major news organization comes on top with 64% and then government sources comes second with 40% and social media with 38%. Meaning that most news organizations are most relied on by far 
compared to the rest of the information source. It's very interesting. Which is very rare. And I think if there's one positive to come out of this, it might be that people have now shifted, reverted back to listening to experts, believing in this phrase, the mainstream media that I've always disliked. This shift could actually be, be a benefit of the virus because people aren't getting their news from Breitbart, as far as I can see. They're not getting their news from Infowars. Right. They're getting it from the NHS, the CDC, the New York Times. Even young people seem to be, to be watching uh, state broadcasters more mm. than they were. Uh, so I, th I think this is possibly a good shift. I agree. Um, people are, I think it clearly shows that people come back to trustworthy uh, news outlet when, it, when times of crisis. Talking about people relying on traditional media, I just want to add one more data. So this is a research done by Nielsen. People's media use can increase by as much as 60% if they have to stay home during crisis. In February 2020, South Koreans watched 17% more TV than they did in February 2019, one year mm. ago. Meaning that they, the viewership increased by 17% last February because of coronavirus. Right. I guess this means that many young people who usually don't watch TV is coming back to TV for reliable sources? Yeah, it, it sounds like it. You know, I think maybe people are becoming aware of the value of journalism. And one thing I would like to say is that it's been an amazing public service that the New York Times, you were saying, you need to pay. You don't to get coronavirus news right now. And the Washington oh, really? Post has that. taken down their paywall on coronavirus news. This is a public service. And I hope that when this all ends, as it will, people remember what the newspapers did for them and maybe keep their subscriptions because otherwise the newspapers will go out of business as they have been for decades. That's Hopefully this, this is a good subscription model and people will stay on. I was just watching BBC. I know it is also a very difficult time for journalists because what we see is an online interview and fire footage on BBC, which means that reporters are not really being able to go out in the field yes. and talk to people on the ground what's the effect of it um, because they have to self-isolate or they have to avoid the gatherings it's it's very hard for reporters to stay in the office or at home but still have to report but they do a very good job in my opinion in the very limited uh, environment yeah i think even yeah. harder than that is sort of trying to decide what's relevant and what's noise and not to just caught, be caught up in the excitement of the moment and run with everything, but to sit, think, wait a few seconds before you put a story out on the wire or wherever you're filing and think, is this adding to the conversation? Is it really worth it? Is it something we didn't know before? You know, the, the, what journalists would normally do is, is, is run with the hype. But in this case, you want to, you know, cut, cut the fine, tread a fine line between telling the truth, yet not causing panic. Yeah, I think that was a very good point. How are you coping with this situation? You know, it's, it's depressing times. You're here, abroad, away from your family, friends stuck in self-isolation. 
you know, all the lectures canceled, events canceled, no more gathering, no pubs. Yeah, you, the no pubs thing is really hardship. I've, I've, I've been to Afghanistan, I've been in uh, Congo and, you know, Mozambique, but uh, this is really a hardship posting here in Oxford with, with no pubs, Kohei. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening. We try to still publish a story to contribute as a journalist. I hope you subscribe and listen to us. Today's show is produced by me, Kohei Suji, and Kate Bartlett. Thank you.